0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The military is rethinking how it's approaching its readiness for the future. The Pentagon's top force management official said this week that the Defense Department needs to move away from its short-term readiness goals and to think further into the future. That strategy involves taking a data-driven approach. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has been working on a story on these changes, and he joins me now to talk about it. Hey, Scott. Hey, So broadly, what is this new approach to readiness that DOD is taking and and how does it differ from what the department has been doing and historically has done?
0: So this is a shift away from short-term goals. You always hear about how the military wants to be available to fight tonight. Well, they still want to do that, but they also want a shift towards strategy and toward long-term goals. Uh, So what they want to do is focus more on capabilities and not as much on capacity. They want to uh, have a long-term strategic vision, and that could really mean anything from climate change to uh, dealing with different water resources around the world to readiness in different environments. They really just want to have a Plan for everything. And as you know, the Defense Department, uh, if there's anyone that likes to plan, it's the military for sure. Now, the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Readiness and Force Management, Sean Skelly, spoke about this uh, earlier this week.
2: The Department of Defense is at an inflection point with an opportunity to capitalize on momentum and drive a shift towards strategic readiness, where data driven modeling and predictive analytics can more fully inform the senior leaders of the risks and trade offs to near- and long-term readiness that's inherent in decision-making. Operationalizing strategic readiness can't be limited to a conceptual shift of how the Department views the readiness of our forces. We must incorporate our data-driven assessments of strategic readiness into the Department's existing strategy, planning, and resourcing processes. Our reporting systems, leadership development, and decision-making currently center on our ability to deliver on immediate national requirements and our warfighters excel at meeting those demands measuring readiness against those emerging needs is critical but it's actually insufficient to understanding department's long-term ability to meet the national strategic objectives and prevail in future conflicts if that's required
1: that's sean skelly the assistant secretary of defense for readiness and, and, and Scott, okay, big focus here on deprioritizing capacity in favor of, as you said, capability. Those are the sorts of things that you tend to hear from DOD when funding is an issue. That might be the way that a cynic might uh, approach this. We just don't have enough money right now, for example, to build toward a 350-ship Navy. But does the department see clear benefits from going this route, other than just this is the, the reality of uh, budgets that aren't going to be increasing in the next few years?
0: I think it does in the sense that the way it's trying to look at the future threat landscape. Right now, it's all about near-peer competition with China and Russia. It's not about responding to these quick emergencies like it really did in the past. You know, something like, um, you know, the Iran attack back last year or the, uh, you know, having things happen in Afghanistan or in Haiti. Quick little uh, spurts out into dealing with Uh, global emergencies. This is something that's a long-term strategy, much like the Cold War, where they have to think ahead and use actual data to uh, respond to the decisions that they're going to make and and inform the decisions they want to make. And what they want to do is bring down the amount of risk that they're doing, bring down the amount of uh, risk that goes into uh, money and manage that risk into capabilities that they think will push forward the Defense Department into something that keeps it technologically advanced over these near-peer competitors.
1: And is DOD doing anything concrete or tangible at this point that that it thinks is going to move it toward this longer-term focus?
0: They are. So Skelly's office is developing what's called the Readiness Decision Impact Model, and this tool will use data to identify the impacts of policy resources and operations decisions, and it'll also take into account the current readiness, future readiness, and modernization so that it will provide leaders with the fidelity for decision-making and risk management that I was just talking about. So It's sort of like this matrix of different ways that leaders can look at everything that they have all in one uh, single pane and then sort of make a decision based on that using actual data rather than saying, oh, we need, you know, 2000 people over here. 5,000 people over here and then feeling stretched thin. Now, this also fits into the Defense Department's data strategy, which is something that Kathleen Hicks, the Deputy Defense Secretary, put out earlier this year, actually earlier this summer. And really what that says is that DOD is going to be working with data-driven decision-making and it's going to be pushing so that it can use artificial intelligence and everything else in between to try and inform the way it, it makes these decisions and makes policy.
1: And one of the the uh, you know specific concrete examples that you flagged for us in your story is the Air Force's Vanguard programs as, as as an example of the way that the Air Force in particular is is thinking longer term about near peer competition. What's going on
0: there? Right. So they have the Skyborg uh, uh, program, and this program uses drones that have AI enabled within them, and they kind of fly along. If you remember, in, in like Star Wars or something like that, they fly along with these planes and will assist them, the fighter pilots, in. Looking around for enemies and just really reading environments, looking for threats, knowing when to lock on to things and certain things like that, really, so that you can have this almost instantaneous response to the threats that you need. The uh, Air Force at this point has created two follow-on contracts uh, worth about $20 million or up to $20 million that will continue testing and prototyping really into 2023. This is a big move for the Vanguard programs because they're becoming something like a tech uh, program of record. Uh, If you remember, the Vanguard programs with the Air Force were something that uh, was started by General Goldfein, the former chief of staff of the Air Force, and they were meant to push the Air Force into a future technological environment where really they're using these sorts of uh, hyper-futuristic sorts of technology like AI, like machine uh, learning, uh, man-machine pairing, all those sorts of things. So uh, this is the type of technology that DoD wants that we're talking about with this sort of capability to deter deter China and Russia.
1: Federal News Network Scott Mascioni, thanks very much. Thank you. And you can find Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.